For our text tonight, we'll read from Jude, the epistle of Jude, looking at, uh, of course, chapter 1, verse 21. Then we'll look at verses 24 and 25. Jude 1, verse 21 says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Verse 24, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Focus of what we learned at youth camp this year is that there are two roads. And we, as youngsters, we make a decision as to which road we are on. And so our primary goal, our our focus, our determination all week long was to make sure that every camper was on the one-way road that leads to heaven. There were a number of, of old familiar things about youth camp uh, that maybe have never changed. It was dusty and it was dirty. When we arrived, they were mowing the lawn and all day on Monday, in fact, and it seemed like the mower was just moving dirt around. In fact, there was a swirling haze of dust that just spread all over the camp and we wondered why are we mowing the lawn? If anybody spent uh, much time around the basketball or pickleball courts, there was almost a coal-like film that would attach to you if you were down there. Um, it was worse than ever, in fact, so I guess things haven't changed. They've gotten worse in some regards. I've never been so dirty after shooting her hoops. You could tell you were covered in, in like a coal-like silt. Every year when we arrive, somebody says, the lake has never been so bad. And they said it this year too. Something at least very similar. It's lower or it's in the worst shape we've ever seen it. And if you've been to the lake, lake it, it's a dark green and it's murky. And there's a, a mud that has a very uh, distinct consistency. And if you get in the lake, it, the smell sticks with you all week. As a kid, I jumped in quite a bit, but it's been a long time since those days. So not much has changed about the lake at youth camp. The bunk beds, they're basically a sheet of plywood with about a two and a half inch foam on top. That hasn't changed. The walk between the lower and upper cabins, it seems like it's about a mile long. It's probably a quarter of a mile, I would imagine. And between the lake and the upper area, it seems like about a three-mile drive or walk. So not a lot has changed. Every year, we seem to have a plumbing problem. This year was one of the most spectacular. At one point, uh, there were three bathrooms that were completely backed up. The one by the kitchen, attached to the kitchen, and then one of the main restrooms, actually the ladies' restroom, up above, and then one of the staff housing restrooms. Rotor Rooter came out after a while. 
In fact, I remember one year, many years ago, where the plumbing didn't work throughout. We thought we were going to have to go home, but that was maybe the only more spectacular of a plumbing year than this year. At least one cabin had a wasp problem. There was another cabin that had a bat issue. We think there were even bats in the chapel this year. This, this This was a new one. There's an abandoned chimney in the chapel, and it's sealed up with plywood, and it's taped. And we haven't had a fire in there in many years. And throughout the chapel services, you heard this strange chirping sound inside the chapel. And they, they told us, we, we think it's probably birds, but, you know, I don't think birds make much noise at 10 o'clock at night. And so throughout the chapel services, every once in a while, this chirping would start up. And then you'd look over there, and it was sealed with tape and plywood. But, you know, if, if you were to ask most staff members, I, I think most of them would, would say, I wouldn't change a thing about youth camp. It'd be nice to have a few more air conditioners around or maybe a, a thicker mattress for sure. But we have found that youth camp is the perfect environment for souls to be changed. All of the dust, the grime, the smelliness, we might say, it's a perfect atmosphere for victories to be won and for hearts to be transformed and for lives to be changed. So we were told that we must get on this road, this pathway. On Monday night, we were told we must take up our cross and choose to follow Jesus. It's a conscious choice. It doesn't just accidentally happen. We need to lose our life in order to find it in Christ. And we found that many young people did. On Tuesday, we were reminded that the wages of sin is death. That's not the kind of paycheck we want to receive. You see, we are all owed some sort of eternal wages, we might say, one day soon in our lives. And we want to avoid eternal death as our wage. We want to get on the right road that leads to heaven. On Wednesday, we were reminded that we must submit or yield ourselves to God. We must step aside and give our lives over to the Lord. And in fact, that particular scripture says we must resist the devil. And when we do that as young people or at any age or, or place in life, the devil flees from us, the scripture says. In fact, James writes, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double minded. We were talking and we were teaching and we were experiencing an about-face, transformational, life-changing experience we call salvation. And as the week went on, we thank the Lord for the special times of prayer. In the morning or at night, people tarried and the, the sweet spirit of God was there. And pretty soon we used to see someone said, the Lord saved me. And somebody said, the Lord sanctified me. Experiences began to happen. It was very real. We believe approximately 30 were saved and 20 sanctified. After a while, it was suggested that we make a poster and hang it on the wall in the chapel and, and written on it in all caps is the word blessings. And as people received of the Lord, they were encouraged, of course, to testify, but 
uh, uh, write it on the wall, what the Lord's done for you, maybe a, a specific answer that week or, or an experience or an answer to prayer. And here's some examples of what's written on that poster. Simply, I got saved or I am thankful I was saved Monday. I am thankful the Lord saved me Monday night. Another camper, I am thankful that on Tuesday I got saved. I'm thankful I'm saved and sanctified. Another one, I'm thankful God saved a backslider on Thursday. I'm thankful God saved many of my friends. I am thankful for salvation. I am thankful for the assurance that I'm saved. Reassurance, another one writes, saved and sanctified. I am thankful I got sanctified on Thursday. I am thankful I got sanctified on Tuesday. I'm so thankful God sanctified me. The Lord has saved and sanctified my heart. And we thank God for many more examples of lives that were changed at, at youth camp. If you read from that poster, lives that were getting on an eternal road to heaven, eternity with the Lord. But I do want to talk to those who were recently saved tonight, just briefly. Of course, it's relevant to all of us. There's two aspects to what we read in our text. First of all, in verse 21, Jude says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Something that we have to do. But in contrast, in verse 24, he says, speaking of the Lord, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Notice that Jude says, now unto him. It is the Lord that keeps us from falling. It is the Lord that gives us victory each and every day. It is the Lord that will never leave us or forsake us. If we want to be kept, the Lord always keeps his end, we might say, of the deal on his promises. If we want to be kept, God never changes. And I believe that the Lord saved you, you want to be kept. But he says, keep yourselves in the love of God. That is to say, there's something as Christians that we have to do. God always does his part, giving us the power to go and sin no more. But we can't do it in our own strength. We need the Lord. And I want to give you uh, um, very quickly seven things that we can do to be kept as Christians. Number one, take a stand immediately at school or work. Don't waste any time in declaring your faith in Jesus Christ. Number two, get sanctified. Perhaps the best way to stay saved is to get sanctified. Make that a priority. Make that an emphasis that you must, you want, spend the time to be sanctified. Number three, clear out your old playlist, your questionable TikTok history, your old Instagram stuff. Get rid of all of it. Don't compromise your testimony with trash. Jesus changed you. You want to be kept. There's something that we have to do to be kept. He says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Number four, read your Bible every day. Don't compromise with this. Make a determination to read the scriptures every day. Some have found it to be a value, to be accountable to somebody else. Maybe a parent, a friend, 
a teacher, a preacher, where, where you interact with each other saying, here's a scripture, uh, memorize a scripture with somebody. Do whatever it takes to have a program where you're going through the Bible. If you don't know where to start, start in the gospel according to St. John. It's a good place to start. If you're reading the Old Testament, it's nice to read some new and some old every day. Go chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Have a program. If you need help with the program, ask your Sunday school teacher. We'll help you. Read your Bible every day. The Word of God, it gives us life. Number five, be in church and engaged in church. Help at church. Use the altars of prayer. Use the prayer room. Testify. We want to stay on this road to heaven. And we're going to do what it takes to stay in the love of God. And we want to be at church whenever possible. Number six, invite others to Sunday school and church. We've got more room around here. We've got more room in our Sunday school classes. We have room to take more to youth camp. We have, uh, I believe that when we tell others about Jesus and we invite them to church, that in turn helps us to stay in the love of Christ. Because we're excited about what God's done for us. We're excited of what it is to be transformed, to be on this road. And there's more room on this road to heaven. We want to see others here at Youth Focus, at Youth Camp, at Sunday School, at Tuesday, Friday, Sunday Church, whatever it may be, invite people to church. And number seven, finally, perhaps the most important, pray always. Pray continually. Prayer changes things. You won't get sanctified without prayer. When you invite someone to church, pray that they'll come to church. Pray, in fact, it's a good habit to be in is when you open God's word, pray, Lord, help me as I read your word. Lead and guide me as I read your word. You see, prayer is a part of all of this. We must pray. Pray without ceasing, the scripture says. We want to have a heart that's in the spirit of prayer each and every day, and God will keep us. We live in desperate times. We want to be kept. We must pray. We want to keep ourselves in the love of God, as Jude writes. And he finally concludes, as we read now, unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Christ will keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You can be there. You can stay on this road. The Lord will help you. If you've not been saved yet, now's your opportunity again here. Just what the Lord did at youth camp to many hearts, Christ can do it for you as well. He can save you. He can forgive you. If you need to be sanctified, you've been recently saved. God can sanctify you right here around these altars of prayer. And we've been praying for a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We believe God can do it. And sometimes people ask, how do I receive the baptism? I've consecrated. I've done all that I know to do. You want to go and, and praise and thank the Lord. Sometimes I believe we get frustrated from what I hear that I've done everything that I know to do. Why have I not received? Well, you keep going. You keep praying. You keep praising. A lot of times we find that we receive of God when we pray for our friends, when we pray for others. There's lots of examples where we were praying for somebody else and God gave us the blessing. God will do that for you tonight. We're going to have an opportunity to pray. God bless you. We're praying for you that the Lord would keep you and God will give you victory. We look forward to this time of prayer. The song is 199. Let's come forward and pray.